Hello and welcome to Forethought, a show designed by real estate agents for real estate agents, helping them unlock the power of modern marketing. we're going to talk about are you treating your real estate clients like one night stands or are you treating them like you're trying to have a long-term relationship i think anybody that's been around social media within the last two years has heard of the term funnel i mean funnel is a pretty broad term now even in real estate we've heard of the word funnel you know top of the funnel middle of the funnel bottom is where the sales happen kind of thing, right. but you don't get them to the bottom unless, you know, you do the proper things throughout it. So I think the notion of funnel is um, something that we understand, but maybe we don't utilize because most realtors go after just the low hanging fruit or what is going to sell right now or going to list right now. And we forget all the stuff that could happen in the future. Right. 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 I want to take that a little bit further because it, from a real estate perspective, um, there's there's two things that are that are very interesting to me. First, um, you talk about low hanging fruit, right? And and it seems like uh, my experience with real estate is that a lot of times realtors are going after not just we use the term low hanging fruit, but we want to you want to win every time. Yes, is that, is that accurate? Yes, I mean it's a competitive business where we want to win when we go on presentations, whether it's a right. listing or a buyer or, you know, if you're in multiple offer situation, you want to win that offer for your buyer. Um, so yeah, I mean the competitive nature of most real estate agents is definitely there. And do you find that, do you find that, that, uh, getting a no is like completely deflating? There's no, like, there's no planning for, okay, what happens if I get a no at any stage in this process? It's just, if I don't get a yes all the way through, then I'm on to the next person. Is that, that's kind of the feeling that I get sometimes generally is that oh you're, God, you're pushing for all the yeses you get, and you're just trying to get as many people that you can try and push through and get yeses all the way through. I would say there's two parts to that. Um, uh, first, the most, ex the most successful realtors you're going to talk to are going to be extremely competitive people. Um, that the part of what drives them and has allowed them to succeed over the thousands and millions of people in the United States is their actual drive to succeed. Um, with that being said, in the part two is you're not going to win. Michael Jordan's not going to make every shot. And you have to most be willing them, to go. Most of them, just not everyone. Right. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be willing to put it down, um, refocus, tool up again, and go play the next game and be just as competitive in the next game as you were in the first one. Um, I think those realtors that are able to do that learn from not the shot they didn't make maybe and apply something different to the next one are ultimately the ones the most successful. Yeah, sure. just to tag on to that, I believe everyone doesn't like rejection or to hear the word no or, right. you know, especially when you've gone and invested time and money into a presentation and uh, you believe you gave it your best and you still lost. Um, but even on every loss, I always like to, to go back and ask, hey, what, what could we have done better? Um, what things did 
agent B offer that we didn't, that maybe we can, you know, use for the next round. So it's a learning process too. You learn from your mistakes sometimes more than you learn from your success. So, well, so this is a very interesting thing. And I, I like digging into this because I think it's a fundamental difference between marketers and other people <laughs> because Mark, most marketers that you talk to uh, and, and most marketers that you're going to, you're going to hear about like the famous marketer people, they'll say time and time again, I love when people say no, like they love getting no from people. And I know that, I know that for me, you know, in, in everything that I'm doing, no to me is an indication of something more so than it is like a, an actual rejection. And so that could be, you know, that's a, that's a very interesting um, thought process. And the reason why I, why I wanted to bring that up is because I think, when you think about a funnel, what a funnel actually is, like you mentioned uh, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, and bottom of funnel is where the sales happen. Right? You, that, that's exactly what you said, mm -hmm. which I think is not, uh, it's completely innocent. It's not like you're, you don't know what you're doing because that's true. That's, that's, a, that's a common marketing thing. But uh, Craig actually could speak to the fact that bottom of the funnel, the sales, that's not actually the end of the funnel, is it? Right. Because no, if you think no, about no. it, it's like the sale is the bottom of the funnel. That means that everything's done once you've made the sale, right? When in reality, uh, in fact, I, I want you to, to elaborate on this a little bit more, Craig. You found out that the lifetime value of a real estate customer, of a real estate customer, is, is, can be much bigger than you think. Meaning that the, once you get that sale, that's actually not the end of the funnel. That's like almost the beginning because there's so much more that can happen after that, right? Is that, is that, is that well, accurate? Well, that's, that's very accurate. There's two sets of funnels. Um, one is a bright, shiny new object that we want to go get a new client. And many times the next funnel, which we call, whether it's a sphere or whether we call, you know, keeping in contact with your client for life, um, is ignored way too often. The client, the, the lifetime value of a client study um, let's say somebody buys a $300,000 house and your commission is nine, $9,000, which is well and good and nice. But that person worked correctly um, in the proper funnel, meeting them where they want to be contacted and, and, and engaging them can be worth upwards of the neighborhoods of three to $400,000. So what's, what's more important, that first 9000 or the 300000 potential dollars that could come later? And I think that's where most of us miss the boat. Um, we ignore that very, we ignore that very reality that's right in front of us. And how we got here was through a series of studies that led us that we need to take care of our people and engage with our people better. And here we are. Totally. And, and so do you think, so if, if you know, as, as a realtor, right, if you know that the end of the line is not the initial transaction, but it's everything. There is no end of the line. Do you find that it changes the way that you do, like that you handle the initial part of that funnel? Like, oh, you know, if you know that the end of the line is just the nine thousand uh, dollar commission check, are you going to treat that customer in the lead process, in the prospecting process, differently than if you know that the first one is just the first of however many that's going to lead up to three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars in the long run? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think um, you treat them more as an experience than as customer service. You know, that's the way we look at it is 
it's not customer service, it's customer experience or client experience. Um, so that at every stage throughout the process, they're being loved on, they're being appreciated, they're being cared for. And then even after closing, you know, following up with them, you know, um, and then every quarter they're on phone calls, like, how's your home? How's your family? How's, you know, and realistically, when you do it that way and you create that experience, you don't really even have to ask for referrals. They just come um, because right. they felt appreciated. So they want their friends and family to feel the same thing. Totally. But it's so, also, yeah, go ahead. As, as they move through that process, it's, they'll, they'll, they'll gladly give you a referral, but as time lapses, you become less prevalent in their mind. And it's your job, it's our job as realtors to every day remind them that we are in the business. It's not their job to remember. We need to remind them that the customer service we gave, that we're doing it for other people, even though it may be years before they need a house, but they may, their best friend may need to sell a house tomorrow. Um, it's that continual reminder uh, of who we are, what we do, and what we provide. And the farther we get away from that transaction, the more likely we are to lose that, that relationship. And I think this is where the social media can be so important um, to engage with this on their terms where they never, ever forget about us. Totally. And especially, too, thinking about the fact that social media is not just like an after-the-fact thing. Like that type of engagement, that type of relationship that you're trying to build with somebody. Like I was thinking about this morning as I was preparing my mind for this conversation. I was, thinking, I was comparing a funnel to like dating. And I'm going to make this metaphor very short because this, this metaphor works really well. It could go really deep. But when you're dating, if the goal is just to like kiss the girl or sleep with the girl or guy, right? Girls, girls do it too. You're going to approach the, the initial stages of that relationship differently than if you're actually trying to have a relationship with somebody that's going to last for a long time, right? Uh, and I think that is, that is the key for me the key difference in what traditionally and what sort of the, the widespread understanding of funnels is versus the way that I think they should be approached. And I think it dovetails nicely with what we're talking about, where a lot of times in the initial phases of the sales process, because we think that the end, the bottom of the funnel or the end of the funnel process is, this, is the initial sale, we can get very pushy. We can get very uh, drive for the sale, go for it quickly. Um, and the types of things that we ask for, the types of processes that we put our, our leads and prospects through are designed mostly just to get like to, to almost trick someone into saying yes and signing on the dotted line. Right. And that's a, that's a maybe in some instances an unworthy stereotype of salespeople in general, but I think real estate gets this bad rap as well. But I think part of it comes from not understanding that there is a longer tail to what the funnel actually is, right? So from a marketing perspective, we talk just pure marketing, the funnel starts out with something very, very low. Uh, there's a low risk to the, to the consumer, but it, and it's also low risk to the, the person that's providing the funnel. Because the idea is you want to get in front of as many people as possible because you know that not everybody you talk to is going to end up wanting to close the deal with you. Same thing with dating. Like you're, you, you want to talk to as many girls as you can or guys because you know you're not going to end up marrying all of them. 
right? Unless you're in a particular part of the United States, you're only going to marry one of them, right? So the idea is you want to create an experience where, um, where you're letting the person tell you that they want to be part of what's happening. So it's not this, let's push and push and push to make that sale. Because at the end of the day, you know that if they want to be involved with you, they're going to stay involved with you because it's their choice, right? And so, so the, the, the process of putting together a funnel, so to speak, is more about getting, uh, I think the sort of the second um, misnomer that, that, that happens a lot with uh, what funnels actually are, is that we think that we're trying to qualify our leads so that like they're, in the, they're, they're qualified to deal with us, when in fact, we're just giving our leads enough opportunity to tell us that they want to be involved. They're qualifying us is really what's happening. Because long-term, what we're trying to do is create an experience where it's, it's not just about that initial transaction, but it's about the overall experience of, of dealing with you as a business. And so from a, from a real estate perspective, if you approach the process of gathering leads and then working them through to getting the contract and actually selling the house or, or you know, helping them buy the house, whatever, into what's happening beyond, if that is designed more to get the person to, uh, to be sort of on board with what's happening and less just to get to that, you know, get to as quickly as possible to that, uh, to that sale, um, y- you can maximize the total value of that real estate client over the long term. You know, it's, it's interesting you, you, you phrase it like that because every client we have that we, for the first time, it's like a one night stand. Um, it's very intense as you're selling the home or buying or purchasing that home. And then it's kind of like over and like you look at each other and what do you do now? <laughs> um, the secret, I mean, literally the secret to success is I don't want to <laughs> maybe using the dating process, but repeat business, um, you know, basically having a relationship with that person um, from that point on. And it's not, it's not just that one night stand that it's, it's more to it than that, that that part of that funnel process is as you're serving them is leading up to, maybe there's even three funnels here, Brett um, is leading, you know, the funnel to get them first, the funnel to get it to close and, and the funnel to get them to stay with us for an extended period of time. I've, I've even used that um, because that, that analogy before, because it is intense when you're trying to buy that house and there's multiple offers and, and you're talking and texting, you know, 10 times a day, um, yeah. like a new girlfriend or boyfriend. And then what happens then? Well, it starts to get old and it starts to pale in comparison. The excitement's not there. Um, but, but the value is even greater at that time than, than during the, the one night stand. Well, and I think the important thing too, uh, and the reason why I bring up that particular metaphor, again, I could go on for several hours about this because as I was thinking this morning, I realized this, this metaphor works really well. But if you think about the difference in, in the dating, the, the lead up process, if you, have a, if, it's, if you end up in a one night stand situation, you got to think about what, what, what it was that got you there. And it was that you skipped getting her number, you skipped taking her out for coffee, you skipped, skipped take, you know, meeting her friends, you skipped going to dinner a couple of times, you skipped going and having fun, you know, going to the beach and like 
have it doing stuff during the day and having lunch. You skipped all of that stuff because you thought the goal was the one night stand. And so that's why moving forward, it's so awkward because you skipped all of the, the foundational aspects of creating that relationship that was going to last for the long, over the long term. And so what, what I'm trying to piece together here and to kind of display is that if we know that done right, a real estate client is going to end up being worth 10 times more than their initial value, like in the long term, then we have to treat the, the beginning part of that prospecting process like small steps. So instead of let's find someone and get them as fast from I met you to, okay, we now it's this awkward, the walk of shame situation. How can I get, <laughs> num- how can I get numbers from 20 girls, right? And then how can I try and get the most of those girls to go out for coffee with me? So maybe not all of them. Maybe we, we take a couple of no's, but we get maybe 10 of them to then uh, go out for coffee. And then of those 10, we ask, you know, we try and get, you know, however many of them to go for drinks or go for dinner. And so, so one thing that's, that I think is important is I think that uh, instead of thinking of it as three different funnels, what I like to say is it's, you just have to be more patient because it's just one big funnel, right? It, all of it is in one thing and it's a massive process. And trying to go from I met you to let's close the deal an hour later, it's not to say that never happens. And that's not to say that never works. But most of the time, it doesn't happen. And most of the time, it doesn't work. So if we think about business and real estate, I mean, this is part of the reason why marketers are gaining popularity is because we're, we've, we've sort of dug into this fact that um, business transactions is like dating. Like that's kind of the idea. You want to start with as many people as you can. So that at the end of the day, the number of people that said no is not equal to the number of people that you started talking with, right? At the end of the day, you want as many people to say yes, but that just means you have to start with as many people at the, at the top of the funnel, so to speak. And so the idea is your job as a business owner is not just to sell, like close people down, but it's to get people to move from one step to the next step. When you're dating, when you first meet a girl, the job isn't to, forget the crudeness, but the job isn't to sleep with her. The job is to get her number, right? That's the step, step one. And there's no, you can't do anything else until you've done that. And so if you think about, you know, if you think about business and real estate in a, from that aspect where we, we mirror that onto like a marketing funnel, your job when you first, you know, get a lead or get someone to opt in on a website or meet someone on the street or whatever, it's not to sell them, sell their house. The job is, you know, whatever that next step is to, to move them closer to, uh, to, you know, being willing and, and wanting to be part of that relationship because you know that the value is in the long term. I, I, it's, going to be the, it, it's going to be the same way for us in this, in the stay ahead realm too. Um, I mean, the difficulties from starting somebody with the first see some the first post to, you know, allowing us to get their phone number, allowing us to give them a presentation, I guess the second date, um, getting us to say yes, and then including them into our referral program and, and you know, maximizing their long-term potential, not just their monthly statement, but what, what are they actually worth to us as a card-carrying fan? And we probably need to be thinking about that as well, too. Well, that's part of the reason why we 
why I started with, let's just get them thinking about the brand. Let's get them engaged in the content first. Cause that's like, let's just get their number and then let's text them for a little bit. And then if they text us back, right, I'm thinking like micro steps. If they text back, that's an indication that they want the, whatever the next thing is. It's not an indication that, again, it's not an indication that they want to marry us or sleep with us, but it is an indication that they're okay with that conversation. And then that can then build into the next thing, you know, as we move forward. Aaron, what, what's been your experience with, you know, if you have any sort of experience, what's, what's been your experience with thinking about the funnel in that sort of long-term patient aspect versus, oh, I got to... I got to seal the deal like today or it's never going to happen. You know, and I, I think uh, for me, I was the seal the deal or it's not going to happen guy for the first 12 to 13 years I was in the business. Wait, hang on. Are we talking about dating or real estate? Uh, no, real estate. Both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, real estate. Um, but no, I mean, I was honestly, I was that guy where it's just, okay, next lead, let's get them to a clo- the closing table. And then on to the next, you know, kind of the churn, they call burn and churn agent, you know, mm-hmm. um, not really caring about, not that I didn't care about the people I was with. It's just after that was done, what did I really need to do or have to do with them to earn more business? And what I found was that I was constantly reinvesting all the money I was making to get new people instead of spending a quarter or an eighth or a tenth of that amount of money in the people that have already helped to, to cultivate that the proper way throughout the, the process. And then after we sell, cultivate it throughout the process going forward to possibly get referrals or repeat business at some point. Um, Cause realistically, when I saw this study that Craig had mentioned earlier, uh, it really opened my eyes that, Oh my gosh, I've been doing, it the wrong way, realistically. Um, very successful at it, but the wrong way. And could have been much more successful doing it the other way with more profits in tow as well and better relationships. So when I switched that mindset or that part of my business, I saw things change almost immediately. My processes were different. The way I spoke with people were different. Uh, the way we handled the transaction throughout was different. And then after was much different. You know, we're much more in tune with what they were doing with inside their house after they had bought it. You know, they had a couple of people, you know, their garage door stopped working. So we bought them a new garage door opener and instantly new referrals came in. I was like, that was 300 bucks. I would spend way more than that on trying to get new people. Right. Right. And it was just those small touches and showing that you care because we do, we just weren't showing it you know, the other times. Totally. Um, so it's fine that it's, do you find that it's, it's hard to naturally get to that conclusion as a real estate agent? Because number one, because realtors are very competitive, but also because maybe they're competitive with other realtors and they think, Oh, I got to be better at what I, what everybody's doing. And I can't yeah. sort of be outside the box. Yeah. I think we all have this number one mentality, you know, we want, Oh, the, how many millions of GCI are you doing? And, realistically it doesn't matter Um, and once you get past that and you get for me it took getting to the top and then I was like well the view is no different up here than it was you know anywhere else it's what you know I'm doing for the people that I'm helping out that that truly matters so um, 
Honestly, I think that shift has to happen. Let's be honest as well. The GCI probably hasn't changed that much for you, right? Uh, No, not really. I mean, but the profit part of it has, you know. Right. Because you're Uh, not, because you're investing, you're, 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 you're actually taking care of people and then they're taking care of you and you, and you realize, I think this is probably one of the best kept secrets in marketing in general, which is it doesn't take hundreds of dollars to just to seal somebody to you. It just takes the thought, you know, it, it really is the thought that counts. And if you, if you put the right amount of thought into the relationship that you're having with a customer, uh, no, nobody else, businesses don't do that. Right. Because there, everybody is in the same sort of boat that, that we've talked about already, which is, you know, okay, we got money from you now on to the, I got to go spend money to get the next person to give me money. And that's the game that I'm playing is how much do I have to spend to get the amount. And as long as I'm getting more than I'm spending, then I'm good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it makes it, you know, that, that makes, you know, it, it makes a big difference when you don't have, you don't have to spend all of your time and energy trying to go get new people. I mean, can you imagine you go, go back to the dating analogy? If, all you ever had to do, like if your life consisted of going to bars at night because all you wanted to do was pick up girls at the bar and then sleep with them and then do the same thing the next night, how much work does that take? <laughs> right. you know what I mean, I can't even imagine. Oh, God. And danger. Um, and so that's why we have so many rom-coms about <laughs> the player that goes to the bar every night. That's their life. And then at the end, what ends up happening? They end up in a relationship because that's easier, right? And it's right. actually more fulfilling. It's better for everybody. Um, so, uh, so, or yeah. they end up alone, right? Or they, yeah, or they, or they don't, and they end up alone because they get they get too burnt out of the the, the work right. they take, the energy that they it become takes. lonely, right? So, um, it's, a, it's the same. It's it, it, on in a congruent way. It's the same thing, the very same thing with what we're talking about in the funnel. And okay, if I'm always going to burn and churn, the minute I lose my energy on the burn and churn. I'm lonely and out of business. Right. Because it all comes down to what you're doing. Whereas, this is the other, the other cool little side benefit you don't think about, and it's not very, not very talked about, is that a funnel is, a, is, a, is an entity. It's a thing that houses, like, if you think about your business, and I, you know, we think about e-commerce businesses, they're the, probably the best, um, you know, like Shopify stores are probably the best example of this. Because their whole business is around how can I get as many people into the top of this funnel and then just let them sort them their own way through. And if you go, you know, the reason why we see so many Facebook posts of these people who have Shopify stores selling t-shirts and they live in the Bahamas and they do whatever they want all day from the beach is because they've mastered, at least for their own little niche, they've mastered the fact that the funnel does the heavy lifting, right? Because it's the thing that's going to move people from one step to the next. Um, and I think that's an important thing. So, um, uh, parting thoughts on funnels. What, what, what else have you guys seen any other, um, any other massive or even small shifts in your mentality as you start to think of your, think of real estate more from a funnel perspective? You know, not more than what we've already kind of discussed here, but, um, I think the ultimate thing is that everybody fits in your funnel and it's just moving them throughout the process. But, you know, some are going to fall through faster than others. Um, so having that constant communication, um, constant energy with them for every single person in your funnel, no matter where they are, 
that's where I see it as the most important thing is you can't ignore this person at the top of the funnel because they're so much further away from where you think the end is um, than the person that's towards the end because it could easily speed up. Um, but you have to stay with that person or they'll jump into somebody else's funnel, you know. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Forethought provided to you by stayaheadrealestatemarketing.com. Head over to stayaheadrealestatemarketing.com to learn how you can have your social media completely managed by a team of world-class professionals in the real estate industry to help you maximize current marketing trends and methodologies and strategies in your real estate business. See you next time. Thank you.